Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. If you're a creator, athlete, or entrepreneur, luck can only get you so far. Having the right skill sets are critical in your success. All Skill No Luck makes handcrafted, custom-designed flannel wear. Made in the United States and based here right in Oceanside, California. They pride themselves on quality, creativity, and attitude. The perfect brand for the Creative Brew. Use promo code CREATIVEBREW10 and get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. You can check them out at allskillnoluck.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading, and if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order, and you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at elevatecoffeetrading.com, and let's start extracting hope together. And this episode is brought to you by Baba Coffee, smuggling good vibes. Baba roasts their coffee beans each week and only offers the freshest coffee. They have espressos, lattes, cappuccinos, pour over, or drip coffee. You can try their cold brew coffee, nitro cold brew, or bulletproof coffee, and boba milk teas. They also have a wide assortment of delicious food. I would suggest you try the avocado toast, mimosas, wine, or beer. On the weekends, you can check out some great music like the Soto 6 and food like Eliza the Shelf and others over the weekend, every Friday and Saturday, beginning at 6 p.m. You can check out everything they got going on on Facebook and Instagram at Baba Coffee or go to babacoffee.com. To a new episode of the Creative Brew, give you insights on your creative journey. Uh, today we have Leon Dawes. Um, he is the creator and writer of Soul Stones, uh, the Ecclesiastics uh, Mistress of Souls. Um, so um, got the chance to uh, check it out. And uh, really interesting book. Got a lot of the definitely supernatural vibes to it. Um, yeah. Actually, a mix of supernatural and and um, spirituality, which is which is really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Leon sort of talk about his story, um, his ideals, you know, his concept on how this book even started, and you know, just everything else that he's got going on. Okay. Well, thank you, Quanzo. I appreciate. Right. Yep, like, Quanzo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Making sure, make sure, or just say cute, but I just make sure I get it right. You can, right. You can say uh, that too. Well, First of all, I want to say thanks. I had the pleasure of meeting you at the book signing last month in October at uh, Stronghold Comics in Oceanside. And I, I got to tell you, um, it's always awesome to meet new people. I think the thing about comics is that it brings uh, you to new people and it helps you to kind of open up to people. And because people are interested in why you came up with an idea or a concept. And sometimes they can relate to that. And I'm glad they can because um. I don't want them to just feel like they're reading something boring, but reading something they can maybe relate to or learning from what they're reading and um, you know, getting a, make, creating their own opinion about it. Um, my opinion about Soul Stones personally, uh, the whole book, the character Ecclesiastes, 
uh, it's not a religious book per se. It's a very esoteric book. So we do a lot with uh, spirituality, uh, magic, spells, the ancient world. <clears throat> There's a lot of flashbacks in the series where uh, the main character who Ecclesiast who's Ecclesiastes, she um, is an angel. So angels pretty much have been around for a long time. So they've seen everything. So um, the main character, Ecclesiastes, she comes to earth for the first time in human form and flesh. So for many centuries, she's always wondered why humans do the things that we do, and she can never really understand it, standing back, looking in. But now that she's in it, she's not standing back, looking in anymore. She's a part of it. So she transforms in this fleshly form called, her name is Deborah, sorry, Deborah St. Anthony. And Deborah has these encounters with humans. She's learning what love feels like, what hunger feels like, like what um, being betrayed feels like, um, what sex feels like you know and all the, the earthly pleasures and things that humans go through negative good and bad she's learning that and she's learning how to cope with that while at the same time uh battling a necromancer a sorceress and a witch which is pele blue uh nephedra and, and ramsonai um she transforms into ecclesiastes to do that and she uh uses her celestial you know angelic uh powers and, and weaponry to do that but it's always hard for her to she's teeter-tottering back and forth between um fighting evil and when she transforms on earth to kind of learn man to help man redeem man at the same time she's uh, battling these, these feelings you know all the things that that humans go through and some are exciting some she doesn't like she's constantly battling that she's constantly getting advice from you know god and her other angelic peers um and ultimately she's here to keep the uh the nephilim from being reestablished on earth. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. Now, I and 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 for for people that may not be like I said I, and I, I tend to, you know, I, I researched uh, you know, a lot on, you know, just on a lot of uh, esoteric, you know, knowledge and yes. spirituality yeah. and so for yeah. people that you know, may not know, um what who are the the Nephilim? Nephilim are and uh, this is just from my research uh, we're still learning and exploring things in the Nephilim. I was reading the other night about them. The Nephilim are basically uh, the offspring of uh, fallen angels mating with earthly women. So uh, they had these children, which were the Nephilim. Excuse me. And some of this will be in theory in the series. I mean, we tap based on Atlantis. We tap based on other things in Greek mythology that I personally think they were um, dealing with fallen angels and they just kind of gave them names. That's just my, my own personal opinion. But the Nephilim were here. They wreaked havoc. They were giants. Um, there's been scientific proof there have been giants. Some of it's been trying to kind of be removed, I think, purposely to keep people kind of in the dark about it. But a lot of it's being uh, um, rediscovered. And um, they had supernatural powers because they were half angel. And the Nephilim um, were the offspring of these fallen angels. And um, these fallen angels did a lot of things that make God very happy. <laughs> so uh, they wanted to mess up the human gene pool, which is what they tried to do with the uh, Nephilim. Uh, and they were not only, you know, mating or like just making out with uh, humans. That was, I'm learning they were actually screwing around with the animals and, and things of that nature. So that's how we get a lot of things like, like I said, like I, I believe uh, mermaids and, uh, and, and, you know, a half man, half horse type thing, minotaur, centaurs, things like that. I think they were just wreaking havoc all over the place. And they had to be eradicated, which is why I think the flood came about. 
the whole Noah's Ark thing. So we explore a lot of that in the series. Um, and I, I think that um, people will learn while enjoying what they're, what they're reading. And that's what I want ultimately. Uh, and I, don't want, I want people to kind of, you know, go out on their own too and, you know, check it out, Google it. What does this mean? You know, and uh, just get a, a clear understanding of what's going on. Makes the book more enjoyable. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely agree on that. Um, so with the, I mean, so with the the, the main concept, I mean, I know, um, I, I know from from the from the book, your this the, the character Ecclesiastics is, is based around your mom. Um, yes. What was exactly. you know as far as what what qualities? I mean, I, I know as far as like developing the, the character, like what things really you know represent you know those aspects. What what represents how that you know being represented, like even with your mom. My mom actually, uh, the character Ecclesiastes went through a series of uh, development as a little boy, uh, very early on. Uh, my mom and I were both victims of domestic violence. So when I was younger, I used to always um, <clears throat> draw and I liked it. For me, it was very therapeutic. And I used to watch and see my mom go through a lot of abuse. And uh, there was no real outlet at that time because we were kind of in projects and, you know, um, there was no real way to do you couldn't really I couldn't really talk to a lot of people because uh you know in fear of them trying to maybe take me or my brothers away from our mom so I had to find an outlet for me I watched a lot of the um you know shows at that time you got the Incredible Hulk and you know Batman and Spider-Man and Wonder Woman and I used to um draw a lot and I my mom I used to watch her a lot of time you know she was kind of like a, a version of Wonder Woman to me sort of um just that she was really just strong. She didn't just give up. She, you know, she would be making meals with black eyes and and, and just, you know, always praying a lot and constantly uh, kept us, you know, uh, in church and just praying, praying a lot. That was her outlet. And um, I started developing this character uh, around her um, with the combination of everything I was watching on, on TV and just um, elements of what she was doing. And I came up with Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes, uh, the name itself means to address an assembly. And um, there's another version of it too, but I liked it. And um, that's what I wanted this character to do, address an assembly, which is man. Mankind is the assembly that she's gonna be addressing. She's coming to earth here to address. So um, that's the reason, that's the actual uh, inspiration for Ecclesiastes. Uh, so that's, you know, that's where I'm at with it. I mean, it may speak to a lot of different people in different ways, which is okay, you know, but that that's how she came about. That's awesome. That's cool. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, yeah, especially, you know, with, with something like that. I mean, I, I think in, you know, with, with you know, people in, in, you know, households like that, um, I know even me included, um, that right. happened and, you know, yeah, for me, uh, you know, reading, you know, drawing, that was, that was an outlet. Right. Um, right. You know, you really can't just go out and like, hey, you know, this is, this is happening. Right. Now that stigma is starting to open up a little bit more, but, yeah. you know, back then it was, I mean, especially in African-American homes. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Good. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, definitely, you know, having that outlet. Um, right. I mean, I, I think for, and I, I, I know I, I tell it a lot and even in my podcast that, you know, like art, you know, creativity, like that, that saved my life. I mean, yes, easily, yes, easily could have went the other route and yes. could have used that, that pain and, you know, frustration. And yeah, refocus it. 
Yeah. And so I, I think, you know, having a really, you know, healthy and productive outlet like that, um, I think is detrimental, um, especially for you, but for, for other, other youth that may be, you know, dealing with that. Dealing with it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, so with, with the book, so the, the soul stones, um, what, what, what are those exactly? The soul stones actually are the, um, the soul stones, spell stones are one within the same. They're the soul stones uh, for Ecclesiastes because uh, they're dealing with uh, resurrecting the souls of the Nephilim. Now, uh, their spell stones, when they fall into the wrong hands of evil, which is, you know, the Necromancer, uh, Ramsonai, Pele Blue, the witch, and, you know, Nephedra, the sorcerers, because um, they use it to um, do their bidding uh, using you know, evil spells and things like that to kind of uh, manipulate them to do what they want, you know, dominate people, rule the world, resurrect the Nephilim and all that jazz. I get more into explaining that too in depth in the series, um, but they are one within the same. It just depends on which team is using them and what four directors. So uh, that's what they are, but um, they're basically also the angelic alphabet. There's uh, in the books, I deal with a certain um, a number of them. I don't deal with all of the angelic alphabet. It's just, certain ones but uh and they actually spell out a word in the angelic alphabet i'll let people figure that out too if you go back and look at all the pictures of her even on her apparel her skirt the symbols there's a they, that's an alphabet and oh, it wow. spells a word and uh the ones she used all the time that same those same symbols spell a word and you could probably i'll let people figure that out but um they uh she uses those that's her uh, her angelic alphabet and language that she uses but it can get manipulated and um uh, uh, you know, use for evil with when evil the evil ones come about, which is the witches and the sorcerers and the, you know all that jazz. Warlocks, because we got a warlock, we got a a swamp warlock. You know, we got a what's his name, um, Euphrates, and uh, he, you know he's in there. He's like a warlock, you know. And so they're both always kind of um, trying to keep them in their own grasp, and she's kind of here to make sure that they don't get their hands on them to bring bring about you know the nephilim that just wreak havoc on earth. Okay, so yes. with the um, so with with the book, do you see yourself? Um, and I mean, I know I, I've only gotten the first issue. How, how, and you, and we talked a little bit about it before. How how many issues do you have right now? I have currently, actually, I have. This is the fourth issue that's currently available. Uh, it's available in Aluminum too. This is the fourth issue. Uh, the fifth book will be out. Um, I'm going to say December, uh, maybe December, possibly January. We pushed it back because we usually release a book on October, which is like Halloween. Mm -hmm. But what happened was uh, I introduced um, three new serials, uh, two actually on Halloween that I'm gonna be doing, um, which are coming out next year. And the third one I'm gonna introduce when I release book five. So I was working on that and I figured I would go ahead and just um, introduce those and release the fifth book later, a little bit later, um, which I'm, I'm cool with, but um, it just gives us more room to, um, go ahead and shell out the other issues within the same year if we were if we decide to do it in january that's all cool so, so i would assume you to my knowledge i would i would definitely uh i would assume that you're trying to build a maybe a universe, universe. Now, <laughs> yeah. I saw, now i saw some of the other titles and i know you were posting out some stuff online yeah. so are, are the other titles are they sort of separate from the soul stones universe or are they connected in some form because i know it was that you had some kind of i guess a horror type vibe to this yes. uh, i you know it's 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 interesting 
um, they're all esoteric cereals, but the um, they're separate from the Soul Stones universe. Yes, they're not the same. Uh, the Apollo Room is uh, dealing uh, specifically with warlocks and that genre of group of warlocks and um, and dancers, and just based off of my own some of my own personal experiences, and just you know molding that into a series, which I think is going to be a super interesting series. Uh, it's going to be raw, and Soul Stones is going to get a lot raw too as we. You know, ex, you know, go on, explore on into the books. But the Apollo Room is going to be really pretty raw. I've been talking to a lot of people who are really just kind of into that kind of stuff and uh, making sure people learn, like I said, and enjoy what they're reading. Then we have the Witches of Port Royal, uh, which is going to be based off of the actual, um, this is going to be, you know, fiction, of course, but there was a city called Port Royal and it did sink uh, into the ocean uh, off the coast, I believe, of... Um, Jamaica. And this was, I think, in the 1600s. Uh, it was very popular, very, very rich. I think a Blackbeard hung out there, uh, but it became very corrupt. A lot of a lot of cities around the world used to stop there because it was a port city before you would go into, I think, North America. And um, I think on June 1st, the morning of June 1st, 9 or 9.30 in the morning, it was a terrible earthquake that just sunk, I believe, the whole, the old, just was immersed it into the water. So, um, I'm exploring a lot of that right now. Um, and that's going to be a pretty interesting series too, uh, the things that were going on there. So I'm excited about it. Um, it's just a lot. You know, it takes a lot, a lot of writing, a lot of, you know, getting the time to do it through auditions and to, you know, just modeling, do whatever you can, you know, trying to get this stuff done um, and traveling conventions and uh, you know, wonder cons and comic cons. You know. So I have a, a team of artists who I work with. I do a lot of the designs and I kind of, um, give it to them and we kind of go back and forth a lot and um i edit it and my attorney who is uh malcolm mcneil and Aaron fox he does a lot of the um editing because i made him a character so he's a character now in the series uh gavin mcneil he likes that and uh it's based some of it off of his uh uh culture too you know so it's exciting to see people really get interested in it and uh you know be able to um uh father it into different uh venues like uh possibly you know i would like to see it you know, as a movie or an animated series or an action figure line or a video game so we'll see we'll see we'll see what oh. else so now, now you were telling me um now this is and we'll, we'll circle back around to a couple other things but okay. i know you, you were telling me you know you, you drew um you know your your artist growing up um yeah. And now you sort of switched over to uh, to, to writing the book. Did you, right. did you find yourself? I didn't know if you find yourself. And this is this is something that I, I sort of deal with at times. Is you know I, I'm developing my you know developing my book series, and right. I I'm not the the best writer. Uh, I'm right. great at concepting the whole book. Uh, I'm yeah. really good at uh, creating characters and, right. and environments and things like that. Did you find yourself sort of saying, okay, I, if I wanted to write the book, or like maybe you wanted to you could write and draw did you i didn't know if you had to sort of let go of the reins to be like okay i'm gonna give this to some artists and let them sort of figure out what the you know obviously sort of corral it in with your vision but mm. give them mm. the, the lead way or did you feel like um you know this is i, I didn't know if you felt like okay i'm just gonna be the, the writer and creator be writing it or, or did you, you know it's like funny <laughs> Why don't you ask me that? Because I actually never let anybody draw my work for years. Um, but as I started getting more involved and getting more obligations and 
things in the industry. I found it hard because each one demands 120% of your time. So I found myself going back and forth trying to figure out, you know, I, I was exhausting myself. So I said, I'm just going to have to hire artists. Um, I have to buckle down and hire artists to uh, help draw my stuff. And because uh, writing alone was taking a ton of uh, my time. So I had to just hire an artist to draw my stuff, you know, and I hired an artist, my first artist, which was, uh, you know, Jackie Diaz. Um, I think she's based out of uh, New York. Uh, she was in, she's incredible, uh, incredible artist. She's done a lot of stuff, commission stuff for DC Comics. So I was working with her for a long time because uh, I still kind of need to hire more artists, but I was just a little bit, I just was nervous about it. I didn't want to do it. Then I hired another artist who was a veteran. His name is Derek McGee, and he's local. He's a young, young uh, veteran, super good guy. He does a lot of murals around town, but very good at his work. And I still needed more, more, more help because it just it was a lot to take on. Um, so I hired two more artists, one in Mexico City. Uh, his name is Jorge Odor, and um, one in Italy. His name is Stefano. And uh, I'm super excited to be working with them. So just managing these artists and my, my attorney helps me. We just kind of, we're a team, we're growing marketers and we're getting up marketing going on and branding and just um, keeping it going to momentum. Uh, it was a little bit tough for us during the pandemic because I wanted to start a leather jacket line because we had denim jackets, embroidered denim jackets, trucker jackets, it was doing really good. And um, I wanted the leather jackets, but the pandemic hit and I, the people I were talking to, all the um, suppliers kind of went under or they just stopped producing. So recently in May of this year, I found uh, a, produ a producer of the supplier to do the jackets. And I'm super excited about them. I, I wanted to show, can I, can I show? Yeah, well, yeah. some of different colors, this is the blue one. The blue ones look like this. And they have the embroidered logo on here. And wow. then they have it on the back. In the back. And you can choose whether you want this title on it, on the back or the, or the circular. And they come in different colors. You got a brown one and a blue one. I just want to kind of show that. I'm super proud of it because hey, uh, it took off. so long to get these done. And I was trying to um, talk to people and find people to do it. And um, we got them up on a website. And uh, we've been selling them since then. They've been selling really, really well. So we have a different version coming, which is embossed. And then we're going to have um, versions of it where the lining inside of it is going to feature a page of the comic book. So it won't just be like some random lining, but that's going to be super cool. So we're working on that right now, but I'm super excited about that because uh, to see, I mean, I almost kind of just threw in the towel with them. I can't find a supplier. The suppliers I was finding were too expensive, you know, and I just found these guys. I was just like, oh, thank you. I'm so glad. So to see the series expand into things like clothes, hats, shirts, um, uh, things like that is, it keeps me going, keeps my hopes up, you know? Um, I'm excited to see, I, I take suggestions from people, you know, what are some things we can do? Uh, what are some things people are looking for, you know? Yeah. Huh. So, what, so what's been the, the overall, um, the, the, I mean, for you personally, what's been the overall like feedback with the, you know, with the, with the book? I mean, I know you've been going around, you know, promoting, promoting the book. Um, I didn't know for, for you, if you had that initial feedback to feel like, man, okay, I am going the right direction. I had mixed feelings. Um, you know, anytime you do anything, I think slightly religious or slightly esoteric, you're going to get, um, you know, backlash. 
you know, every, like I said, everybody has a different view of everything from a religious point of view, from an esoteric point of view. Uh, that's just the chance, that's the risk you take. Uh, and I'm okay with that risk. You know, this is all my opinion. You know, if you have an opinion, that's fine too. I respect that. Um, you know, some people are super, super, you know, hardcore religious. They're like, you know what? I think your character looked like she fell off a stripper pole. And I don't think you need to <laughs> call her Ecclesiastes. I've gotten all kind of crazy stuff. And some people are like, I dig it. You know, I just don't dig the whole, you know, you know, that's not how you say a spell or that's not how you saw I, you know, I, you, you nitpick, you take, take what you need and you just keep going. I mean, I appreciate everyone's opinion. I'm open to everyone's suggestions and opinion. It's just that it doesn't mean it's necessarily the right. Um, and that's okay too. This is all objective. You know, uh, I believe it's a subjective, uh, you know, uh, when you do things like this, you, uh, you create, you know, you, you, you put your stuff out there. Everyone's going to have their own uh, opinion about it. And that's respected, you know, um, and you just keep pushing. Like I said, you know, I've gotten a lot of crazy things, but it hasn't stopped me. You know, I, you get more crazier stuff when you, um, people are a lot more bolder, actually, when you're online or when you're like uh, doing this kind of stuff. You know, people have questions or they, they're a lot more bolder than in person. When you do book signings and one of the conventions and stuff, you don't have much to say. Although a few times I got, I kind of got a, <laughs> I kind of got into it with a, with someone about, about the series, about the, about Ecclesiastes and, you know, yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's, it's weird. Um, you know, definitely, and I see it a lot, especially with, with you know, comic books, movies, and right. that everybody has their opinions on. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah. Sort of, it's, just, it's just weird. I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's one of those where, like, I, I'm sure that a lot of these people value, they value the, the opinions and feedback. Right. And, but I, I do, I feel like, too, you know, I, I'm sure with, with you and, and even others, you know, you, you've got that the circle of people that feel like, you know, where you have that, that you know, productive feedback, and like, okay, yeah. hey, Maybe think about this or, or that, uh, as opposed to like, well, they didn't sell that. They didn't say that spell right. I mean, it's it's right. a story. I mean, it's it's right. you know, it's it's someone make believe universe and worlds. I mean, they can do whatever yeah. they want to. Uh, right. But um, so yeah, it's I think that just goes with the territory of someone right. that that's doing their own thing and right. you know marching to the beat of their own drum. I, I think yeah, for the health. You know, right. I, haters, I people, know. you know, I, I think I think people just like to hear themselves talk to sometimes, you know, you know, I like I said, you know, it's it's just doing your own thing, you know, marching to the beat of your own drum. Like you said, just said, you know, uh, take what you need and just move on and don't let it, uh, you know, stop you, per se. But just, you know, you listen. But then again, you don't listen if that if that makes any sense. Yep. Uh, so, you know, that's all I that's all I can really do. I've been doing this for a while now. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes, especially with these other serials, what we do with them, because we have a few music artists that I hired. A lot of uh, comic book car uh, creators are doing um, soundtracks with their books. <laughs> so I have these three music artists who are incredible, um, and I, I can't wait to see what they um, what they do. But I've seen, I've had, I've been to a few of their uh, concerts and a few of their like you know performances, and they just really tear the house down they're incredible so i've talked to them put them on non-disclosures and i uh, told them what i'm looking for and you know see what they come up with and just uh, just you know, have a blast with it you know 
just go go crazy with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like I said I, I definitely love how you're you know expanding expanding this this property and, and leveraging yeah. it to to different things. And I, I that that's what I uh, definitely talk about with with a lot of creators and 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 everyone that's doing certain things is like don't just create you know that one thing. You know you can expand right. it out to all kinds yeah. of different avenues. I mean I think yes. it's limitless to you know what you what you could do um, absolutely so um yeah i mean i said i, I think with a lot of the i mean the music the, the clothes uh is a especially with this is a you know no-brainer um and uh so yeah i mean keep keep doing what you're doing uh, like i said I, I applaud you uh because like i said it not a lot of people is doing it. a lot of people talk about it but having but they don't physical do they don't act yeah fear fear yeah. man fear scared of what people are going to say scared you can't be that way. You gotta do your thing. I we acquired um quite a few celebrity interests on this on this series. Um a few, you know, I, I can't say who, but you know, we uh we acquired there's two particular I can't talk about. Um uh one actress, she was in quite a few movies. She was in the Rob Zombies Three from Hell uh recently, of this last one before this one, and she was in Holly Berry's movie King. Um and her name is Floor, and then we have Sebastian Large. And then we have, uh, you know, uh, he's on a show on Amazon called uh, I can't remember, <laughs> Sangre Negra or something. But you can you can Google him. He's French. So he does a lot of romance novels. But he was in a uh, Red Notice or something like that uh, recently. And um, a lot of other people who a lot of celebrities you know we I come across just at the gym or just at conventions who are interested. Who I've had meetings with my attorney, and we've actually got non-disclosures on them, and they. Uh, give us their suggestions and some things they're interested in doing so you know you know and even them even then it's you know they have opinions and some things they like some things they dislike but they still like it and want to be a part of it and you know you gotta just like i said you take what you need and you keep going you know you you just i'm just glad that it's to the point where people can you know, actually give you their opinion about it and express that kind of heartfelt interest enough to be able to give you constructive criticism rather than just looking at it and saying, hey, uh, you know, this is nice and keep moving on. But if someone can stop and just give you a detail, you know, that's actually gold. And people sometimes can't take constructive criticism or any criticism. And I just don't advise you do this if, if you're that kind of person. You really need to be, um, have a thick skin. Cause it's like anything in entertainment, you're gonna get knives thrown at you. You know, you gotta you know, still be able to pull them out and bandage yourself up and you know keep going yep yep <laughs> yeah so with, with with you know like i said i know i know you had mentioned to me previously uh well in a little bit so you're you're a, a model too so i know you got a lot of different things going so you're you're modeling yeah. uh doing what, what else do you do i do you know it's so funny i was talking to someone just the other day about that about a, you know, about a week or so ago yeah uh and um i started off when i came to la in santa monica i was going to the art institute and it's funny because my counselor sent me to a job for a company at the time called Black Ops, Black Ops Entertainment. And they did video games and movie video games and all that stuff. So my first gig, actually, when I went in, I took my portfolio a couple of weeks before that. I took a headshot just randomly to have some. And when I took my portfolio for my art, my headshot fell out. And what happened was that uh, the, I guess, the line producer saw it. And she's like, can I see that? And I gave it to her. and about a week later, I got a call, but I thought they were calling because they were hiring me to do the characters and design them for their games. And they're like, oh, we want to see, could you model for our boxing game? We had a their boxing game, a Knockout Kings 2. It was Oscar De La Hoya's game. 
so I was I was happy, but I was sad because I'm like, I want to, you know, I, I was so I I did it. It was good pay, and I you know I we met in Burbank. I met Oscar De La Hoya. He was the first celebrity I ever got to work with, and he was giving me pointers on how to pose as a box, you know, boxer and all that jazz. And uh, it was fun. It was super fun. And um, I did like three or four other video games after that. But, um, you know, I started just doing a variety of things. Uh, you know, a lot of life drawing uh, classes, uh, a lot of things like that, you know, uh, interesting things. Uh, I don't really condemn anything I've done. I think everything's a stepping stone, everything from, you know, Playgirl to sports video games to, um, everything I mean everything I've done has always been tasteful has always been a stepping stone and um I met some interesting people along the way um I used to actually do some um, work on a show at the time called UPN it was a network called UPN yeah and uh my teacher my acting teacher at that time was uh, uh Kim Fields mom was Chip Fields and she got me on an on a, on a show called the Parkers so I wasn't, it was with Monique and, you know, I used to go to the set and learn how to, you know, uh, you know, how to walk and how to, you know, camera angles and stuff. And then from there, I started doing soaps, you know, under fives on the soaps, like Days of Our Lives. And I always kept drawing and kept in my, uh, my uh, art going, but the acting thing and modeling thing kind of opened up before that. So that's what happened. And even after I graduated, it still kind of kept the acting thing opened up with action films uh, indie films like wasteland and uh all that kind of stuff so um the art thing just you know it wasn't really popping for me until one day i got a letter in the mail and uh, a copyright office someone in the office just saw the work and they liked it and they're like you should be trying to push this and i didn't know really how and they gave me some pointers on how they sent me some information about how and i from there i just took it in to the stratosphere and I just started really pushing that. And I started using my acting venues and modeling venues to talk to people uh, to sow that seed. And they knew people in that, you know, in the, cause it kind of all walked, walked hand in hand. And I kind of started meeting people like that through, you know, actors and producers and TV people. And they knew, they have friends who were artists on this and it kind of grew. And that's kind of how I got into this. And then later on, I kind of met my, my, my uh, past manager new Kevin uh, Grievous, who is the creator of the the Underworld movie series. And uh, he actually was uh, mentoring me, giving me pointers on how to turn my stuff into, you know, uh, you know, a comic book and then maybe possibly a movie because that's how he had done it. So uh, I was he's mentoring me for a while, a long time. And um, I, I still kind of hit up Kevin. I, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, could you give me some, I still kind of hate him, God, but um, he helped me out a lot mentoring on some stuff. So after that, I started just really um, going to conventions. And like I said, talking to this person, this person, and this person, tell me about this person or referring me to this person. And that's how it kind of happened, you know, um, not being afraid to kind of put myself out there. Um, I think sometimes people can be, they let religion or they let past experiences stop them, you know, or they're afraid of what their parents may think or what their friends may think or what their pastor may think or a counselor. You really have to have your own um, opinion and stick with it and not get distracted and go forward. Because uh, like I said, a lot of things I've done were stepping stones, but I didn't get distracted. A lot of people I've worked with did. 
And but I didn't get distracted. And I ran into a lot of people who see me now. And they're like, you, you stuck with it. They're like, you you really. I'm like, yeah. They're like, that was like 10 years ago. You're still I'm like, yeah. They're like, wow, I can't believe you've progressed. So I'm like, well, yeah, because that's what I really want to do. I don't want to get distracted. You know, I want to I, I sense myself getting distracted and I pull my I reel myself back in. Some people can't do that. But I can I, I kind of have a, a, a sense for that. Sense for that. <laughs> yeah, so that's me. That's good. That's good. Uh, so right now, I mean, creative tips. Um, what's a creative tip or tips for our audience? Um, creative tips. Um, uh, just stay positive. I know that's kind of like cliche, but stay positive. Surround yourself with people who have your best interest at heart. Nah, you can have jealous hearted people too. So be careful who you have in your circle. Um, you know, you don't have to be a product of your environment. Even as a little boy, I knew that. That's how I started all this. You don't have to be a product of your environment. Stop with all the, you don't understand. I do understand. You know, I, my mom raised four boys in the projects being domestic violently, you know, uh, abused. And it turned out, <laughs> so, you know, you can, you can still, you can make a choice. It may not be a, the choice you want then, but there are always choices you can make. Um, and really just, uh, you know, uh, stay headstrong. You know, don't, you get distracted, that's fine. Just pull yourself back in, you know, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think I think a lot of people uh, tend to, you know, they and I, I said I was I grew up in the projects too, and and yeah. um, I, I think a lot of people you know use that as a as a mm -hmm. crutch to yeah you know um, yeah sometimes we 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 find ourselves um, being victimized so much that it gets comfortable. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where like we're you know we're not a product uh actually that it's actually good that you're a product of the environment because it's you know if you're to see that you're you know you were raised in the, in the projects um uh, and you had literally all the statistics said that you really you were set up to fail and you still come out and you you're you're doing doing this you're producing books and and modeling right. everything else i mean it's possible um it's just what people it is decide, you know their choices and everything sometimes and so yeah, I mean it's, it's always refreshing to, to sort of uh, see that, and I think for people that's going to you know, watch this and listen to this, and maybe they're in that same scenario to know, right. hey, this you know Leon is a person that is you know same scenario, and yeah. now he's he's doing the things that he loves to do. Right. Um, so uh, so right now, I mean, what you know before we. I guess before we sign off, um, you know, what, what are some words of wisdom? Um, what you just said actually is incredible. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> what he said. Uh, yeah, I want people to be able to see me and say, hey, I don't have to be in this situation or I can turn out different. Um, but my words of wisdom, um, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with being a loner. Uh, there's no, it's nothing wrong with people misunderstanding you. You know your vision. And if people don't get it, that's fine too. It's not for them to get all the time. It's for you to get it. Because if you don't get it, you're not going anywhere. So know your vision. You are responsible for your future. Nobody else is. Only you. Yeah. Like that. Mic yeah. drop on that one. Um, <laughs> you know, before we sign off, you know, how how can people reach out to you, um, get connected, uh, purchase a, a book, Soul Stones? If yes. you get a chance to uh, check it out, 
um, and read it. Um, how, what's, the, what's the best way to, uh, to reach out to you? The best way to reach out to me, you know, via email, just, uh, you know, Leon Dawes at hotmail.com or uh, you can go to mistress of souls 11 at gmail.com. Um, we're going to be doing some revamping on the website, but you can go to the website at ecclesiastesmos.com. All this is lowercase. Um, and reach out to me. Uh, that's where the website is. You can leave a message, pick up a book, get a jacket, a hat, a mug. Um, but our books are also available on Amazon, Comixology, and also um, in Alternate Reality Comics in Las Vegas, uh, Heidi Hill Comics, Santa Monica, JHU Comics in New York, uh, Black Star Collectibles here in the South Bay. Uh, and we've got a growing number of places, Stronghold Comics and Oceanside. So uh, we're, we've been growing. We've been expanding in brick and mortar shops, which I'm excited about. But we're online. Uh, the Horror News Network uh, has some advertisements for us. So just in different various venues, you know, we're trying to keep up with and uh, make sure there's a little bit of contact for everyone. Sometimes people can't get to a shop or they can go online or they can't get online, but they can go to the shop. So, you know, we want to be multifaceted in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Um, so once again, hey, thank you, uh, Leon, for jumping onto the show. Um, and like I said, for, for anyone that's listening or, or you watch this, um, please support your, your indie creators, you know, please. Leon, people, I mean, other people that's doing their own thing, creating their own worlds and universes, um, you know, you, you help out, you, you help support them and help support their vision. And, um, you're the ones that, you know, that really help keep them going, um, so if you can, you know, please support all your indie creators, support your indie, you know, your small businesses, comic book shops, uh, coffee shops. Um, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, musicians, artists, yeah. you know, especially around this time of the year, you know, please support them. I mean, like I said, yeah. they are blessed with, with, um, you know, creative powers that, that God, the universe has given them. And, um, you know, and they're able to, you know, manifest, you know, things like this, put this, things like, you know, like soul stones, put, put these characters and universes out in reality. So, you know, uh, do what you can, please support them in any form or fashion. Um, literally cause zero cents to share out someone else else's content. If you feel like you can't buy the book, buy the book, share out whatever, everything they're doing. Yeah, please. Um, so yeah, every, well, everything helps. Please. Um, so um, thank you uh, to my sponsors. Quick shout out to my sponsors before we leave. Uh, Baba Coffee, that's in Carlsbad, California. Uh, one of my favorite little uh, coffee, uh, coffee shops. Uh, they have live music uh, every weekend, uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, starting at 6 p.m. And um, so they got some of my favorite jazz musicians like Soto Six and, you know, some incredible shelves like Eliza the Shelf that's, that's there. She was a, 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 a um, chop uh, champion back in 2020. Um, so, uh, yeah, check them out. Baba Coffee. Uh, on Instagram, or you go to babacoffee.com. Uh, another sponsor is Elevate Coffee Trading. Um, they're my one of my coffee uh, coffee sponsors. Um, like I said, they usually send out bags of coffee for me, so always appreciative. If you ever see one of my uh, one of my coffee uh, coffee cup, um, uh, oh yeah, that I do. I, I paint it with Elevate Coffee Trading. Um, so that's the coffee that I use for for a lot of the a lot of the coffee cups, but. Uh, but like I said, got incredible coffee too. And, and they, a lot of their proceeds, most of their proceeds go to helping uh, coffee producing countries in Guatemala and then in areas of the United States. So uh, you can check out their vision at uh, Elevate Coffee Trading on Instagram or um, you go to the website, elevatecoffeetrading.com. Um, last sponsor is uh, Also No Luck. They actually produce uh, 
uh, hand, American-made, handmade uh, flannel and accessories um, he, right here in Oceanside, California. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they, they got all kinds of merchandise, accessories. Um, they, they tend to focus more towards the, the, the veterans, military, police officers, um, but uh, they got a cool, like I said, cool vision. And um, I, I know the owners, and like I said, they've been great, great partners of mine. So definitely enjoy and, and like I said, love what they're doing with a lot of their things right now. So you can check them out at allskillnoluck.com. Um, and I think they're in the process of actually rebranding a little bit. So they should have the new rebrand out pretty soon. But um, those are my sponsors. So I want to give a, a special shout out to them. But um, once again, check out Leon Dolls, Soul Stones. Um, I'm gonna say this is a hidden gem. So don't, don't, don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say this now for people that are, you know, that that may not have, you know, caught on yet to Soul Stones. Right. In five years. It happened right. on Netflix. Don't reach out to them then. I'm yeah. <laughs> so shout out to I, I want to say shout out to Flora De Maria Chow where she plays the character uh, Sharon Masters in the series, yeah. and Sebastian Large they do he plays Luke. Yeah, like you were saying, we are actually in uh, different acquisitions and, and, and uh, positions right now. And I want to give a shout out to them for taking the time out to do so. Like you were saying, a lot of people may not know about it, but like I, I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Because it is kind of a hidden gem that needs to be, you know, kind of elevated a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I got today. Um, once again, um, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for everyone that watches or listens. Uh, it gives me feedback. It helps me keep the show going. So, um, so once again, hey, be creative, stay inspired. Thanks. The ups and downs, all the wins and the outs and the smiles and frowns. They will tell you to settle down, stay on the ground. No, I won't take it. No, we won't take it.